Good evening and welcome back to Vet Talk on News Talk K57. My name is Sean Watson. Johnny at Two Light Titan over here. This is Tom Devil. And playing the good music for us this week, we've got Jonna. Good you, evening. Jonna, you're a yeah. fox. I, uh, I have another announcement that I want to put out. Uh, a lot of people like to tune into our shows on the weekends. Uh, we are no longer rebroadcasting Vet Talk on Saturdays. Uh, it is only on Sundays and it starts at 9.30 in the morning to 11 o'clock. So it's 9.30 to 11 on Sundays. All right, so uh, that was a, a good first half hour. We should call that the, the crying towel time because, uh, boy, people are really jacked. They're people, really mad. People are upset. Yes, I, they are. You know, I, <laughs> I know I don't. Uh, we've talked, we talked about the vaccinations. Actually, let's talk about the vaccinations here real quick. Uh, they extended the, the age requirement now. It's dropped from 60 to 55. So the gentleman that called us last week that had the note from his doctor to get the vaccination, you can now get your vaccination. Because I think he was 58. But the UOG is booked solid, you know, for, for appointments. You can go up there for walk-ins, but you're just you're taking a chance if somebody doesn't, you know. Did you get a, your shot, old man? Uh, the first one, yeah. You got the first, you got to uh, get another a week, one? A week ago. How do you feel? Uh, good. I didn't feel that great uh, last week. Oh. Yeah, I felt my my, my joints. Yeah. And uh, but I, I, John told me to take a couple of Tylenol. I took a couple of Tylenol. In two hours, I was back to normal. Whatever. Normal. That's, yeah, that's, that's a key. That's uh, a lot of people um, are, are wondering, you know, what what to take with that because right, yeah. I mean the the vaccination is still new, right. and but you I, don't know what the interactions are. They say take is, Tylenol. You know, they're gonna get more vaccinations yeah but they have to open up more places they have to open up more places north which have more population up north mm -hmm. and you have to maybe open up more places and they are, are during you know in the central but also down south the only place they can go down south is the uh, southern public health service and that's closed this and week. that's closed because they're doing um uh, home, home outreaches right yeah, for home they're gonna did they run out of vaccine is that the no, real no, reason i don't think so no, I, mean, no. I feel a conspiracy i don't think no. I feel but they're gonna have to open that up because people are going to start saying i have to get the second dose mm -hmm. and wouldn't it be really a, a crappy thing if people actually get the first dose for arguments like mm -hmm. they get the whatever vaccine and they can't get the second and one. they can't get the second dose it's almost like a waste for for everything sure and, and I, I think the government's got to be a little more particular, and public well, health got to understand that. On, on that, and we have a couple people waiting on the line, but I want to make sorry. this point. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, when you go get the first d dose, right. shouldn't they just go, okay, your appointment will be on this date. That way you know that you, you have a slot. They didn't. They didn't do that. But but should that have been done? Oh, didn't they have the brains to figure that out? Mm. All right, we have Stephen on line one. How you doing? Welcome to Vet Talk. I, I thank you, veteran. Yes. Yeah. Hello, Steve. Uh, thank you for the veteran. Oh, born in '68, and uh, thank you for being a vet. Oh, thank you. Yeah, this born in '68. Anyways, I have a question about the tax. Mm -hmm. uh, sure. The tax just here in Guam, right? Is the money the tax? We don't pay the federal. Uh, I'm not following. You know the tax is just is just one. 
the taxes on Guam. Yeah, we don't pay the state. Uh, oh, yeah, we don't pay. We don't pay the federal government our federal so taxes. It goes to Guam. Yes. Oh my gosh. We we the the taxes collected here on Guam stay here on Guam. Oh, the money, man. Right, it stays here on Guam. In fact, uh, the section thirty—I think it's the section thirty-eight money—that we normally get towards the end of the year—is yes. actually taxes that the, so the, the uh, sure military we pays. To the, we don't pay tax. Like we don't give money to the states. That no. They do? no, no, no. Oh wow, we're so fortunate. Yeah, yeah, we're very lucky. Uh, Guam, yeah. and then the money just stays in Guam, right? Correct. Wow, we're so lucky. Yeah. God bless USA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, hey, I can laugh now, right? Yeah. I, I don't want to get in trouble. I can laugh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. By the US. Yes. Thank God. Yeah, yes. Thank you very much. Okay. Yeah. Did you have another question? He's gone. Okay. Uh, we have Tim on line two. Tim, welcome to Vet Talk. Tim? Oh, I guess I, I have to. I have to push the button. What's going on? How you doing today? My daughter. Oh, I know who this is. Who? I still haven't got our first stimulus from another tax. Uh huh. I go to my team Forest, and then she referred me to Mrs. Sinekis, and Mrs. Sinekis. Retired in August. Uh -huh. So I went to the governor's office to find out what's going on. Why are you giving us the runaround? I mean, that's what I want to ask. And get on here. Because I don't think it's fair. Mm. Yeah, I, I'm, I don't understand the question, Tom. Did you get that? No, no. I... He had a problem, and he went. He wasn't satisfied with tax and revenue, uh -huh. and so he went to the governor and asked her for why he had a runaround. Oh, okay. So it's another disgruntled, yeah. another disgruntled yeah. citizen. I, I wish I had an answer for you. Well, yeah. My well, answer is remember in two years. Yeah, remember in two years. Thompson. That's my answer. I'm serious. I'm very serious I mean, about this. My daughter was making nine dollars an hour. Or everybody else was making three thousand or whatever. Mm-hmm. A pure And she has a daughter. And they never released her her stuff. My thing is present tax. I spoke to no my team for it. And she said she was sending it to Mr. Nicholas. I went to a personal meeting. And they said, they told me that these people, they're not part of thinking on tax processing. So in other words, everybody has no accountability. No, um, yeah, nobody has accountability. Yeah, and I think, are you talking about the uh, economic relief tax form or tax money that's supposed to be sending out? Is that what we're talking about? The CARES 
Cares yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know the second round. They're they're still processing. Um, I I don't know where they are in that process. Yes, but my daughter only made nine dollars an hour. Mm-hmm. Have you got to tell her to claim it on the second round? So she's been waiting. She's been waiting for a one hundred and thirty-one dollar tax return. Wow. When did when she did when did she file her taxes? She filed her taxes in July. And when? July. July. Oh, yeah. She should should have already been paid. No, something's wrong there. Yeah, I, I definitely. Uh, yeah, uh, that would be a question for the the tax division at Revin Tax. But he's okay, not getting so any satisfaction from him. I'd be able to contact somebody there because they don't answer their phones. <laughs> Well, I, I think it's time that hopefully senators are listening to this or staff are listening to this show. And senators, whether Republican or Democrat, new bunch coming in, but they're not new. No. They've all got experience right. in government. See, they can't right. use the excuse, we, don't, we just started. That's not going to fly. They've got to get involved in this. They've got to get involved with tax and revenue, and they've got to get involved with the governor. Whether, you know, and just say, look, We've got to do something different. We've got to do something out of the box. We're getting too many complaints. And when people start complaining, two years is a short time for senators, a very short time. And the next gubernatorial election will be for the governor and senators again. And, you know, based on what happened this previous election, people have got to change. Our elected officials have got to change and start thinking out of the box and working together. It's not going to be a perfect system, but they've got to start working together and start talking to their constituents. Yeah. All right. You know, Bob, Tim, sir, Tim, we're going to have to move on. It's too much nepotism. Yeah. We agree. Can I say that right. Nepotism. Yep. All right. Tim, That's you, the you, worst thing for silence. Mm hmm. I'm ready to go to the FBI to investigate what's going on with my daughter. She's only 21 years old, mm-hmm. and she has a daughter. Yeah. Yep. Another right. disgruntled customer. Yeah. All right, Tim. Oh, we appreciate your phone call. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Tim. All right. Frank, welcome to Vet Talk. How are you tonight? Hi, I'm, I'm doing good. How are you guys? Good. Hanging in, in there. Hanging in there. You know, I just want to echo, you know, the, the concerns and, you know, the problems that we're having here with uh, no accountability, you know, uh, especially what's going on with the hire down at the port, you know, that the guard that was uh, rehired. And, uh, you know, uh, it's very poor judgment by by uh, Respicio. Uh, I don't think he should have done that, you know, um, especially if it's a official misconduct. We know hindsight, Frank. The government, Frank. Hindsight is no good. Hello, can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. The government right now is short of money. You know, for the past year or so, people have been wanting to throw money at the government, wanting to renew their cars and and renew their IDs, and and they they, for how long they never found a way to make people to get that money and and find a safe way for people to renew their 
their cars and all that. That was revenue for the government. Now we're short. How much? Twenty some million, they're saying, almost thirty. That's uh, that's about the, just, about the number we heard. Yes, it's a, it's a shame because you know what? A lot of people wanted to renew their. You know, they wanted to uh, take care of their business with the government, and then they, they for all that time, nobody had the brains to 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 find a way to be safe. You know, online or whatever they were talking about when they were being elected, streamlining online and all this. Propaganda that they talked about during the election, you know, it's, it's just that they couldn't get it right and collect those monies because uh, it would have helped the shortfall, you know? You're, you're 100% correct on that. And I'm just I'm very disappointed. And then with the accountability, too, I don't agree with Respicio. The only part I agree with Respicio is yeah, people deserve a second chance. Now, if you're going to deserve a second chance for something that you did, you have to prove yourself. Mm-hmm. You have to prove yourself. You kind of just get a second chance because, yeah, you know, somebody, you know, those those things are reserved for people that have proven themselves, that have uh, changed their lives, and have something to show for. Yeah, unfortunately, I, I haven't that been following that. A year and a half ago, to to get that kind of a privilege to work again for the government. Mm-hmm. Frank, are you a veteran? No, I'm not. But I got a lot okay. of families that are veterans. I, my father was and it's just okay. darn shame you know that that uh, did that he's been evading about uh, you know the other hires or whatever you know I, I just found it like it's evasive you know but don't get me wrong I, 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 I believe in what he's saying about second chances but you have to earn that everybody sitting at that table knows that I know it the whole Guam community knows it when you, when, when you fall and you pick yourself up you have to prove yourself Yep. Be it you're in the military, be it you're employed at, at a at a job and, and you messed up, you have to redeem yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even the best of us fall, but you know what? When we pick ourselves up, we even get better than when we fall down. All right, Frank, we we agree with you, and uh, you have a nice night. Appreciate your phone call. Okay, thank you, thank uh-huh. you. You guys have a good night. Right, you, you too, too sir. Uh, he, he brought up he brought like up a, a, a key word in that conversation that I picked out. Uh, when, what was that? Uh, propaganda. <laughs> propaganda. Propaganda. That's a big word. Yeah. So, um, where do you want to go, Tom? Well, with respect to the Rory's ratio, um, the senators will issue a report, maybe a month, and we have to see what. What they come up, what you know, what decisions they come up with, mm-hmm. and um, sometimes our civil service issues are convoluted. Uh, I think uh, sometimes civil service commission goes one way versus another way, and I don't think it's fair and balanced. There are a lot of places that want to do away with a civil service commission. They say if you have a problem and you're working for government, uh, then go to a lawyer and. and Take them to court. Well, they want to do that with the Veterans Commission. Right. But, and, <laughs> and the idea is that uh, we have to think about this. Uh, you know, everybody deserves a, ch- a second chance. But also this morning I heard, what about those people that are lost their jobs, didn't do anything wrong, and didn't get that second chance? Right. Yeah. And this individual, what did he do? He violated the rules and regulations. He worked for the government. And where I come from, if you do that, you get a second chance, but you don't go back and work for a government 
or a separate agency in the government. You go to a private entity, maybe, and if they're willing to accept you, fine. But I, I think sometimes we're becoming, as a society, a little too lax when, uh, when we decide to, you know, adjudicate people. And I, I think we're paying a price for it yeah. in general. But that's just me on my soapbox. Johnny? I'm starting to feel like this is a Tony Lamarena show, you know, or a <laughs> Patty Arroyo show. Some of the complaints coming along. I got a, I got a, oh, I got a gripe with the budget. Okay, the let's budget see that for gripe. The vets. The vets. What? Well, we heard it from Tom uh, Tim. uh, Tim's mouth that we were gonna put in for 2.4 mil, and the budget comes out, and we're looking at 768,000. I, you know. A little bit of something's better than a whole lot of nothing, but that's a far cry from what we were asking for. And how much do we put into the till every year? Over 55 mil. $55 million. Over. And they give us scraps. Mm. Yeah, well, and I just want to uh, clarify a point here. This is what the governor has submitted for her budget to the legislature. Oh, this isn't a request from the agencies? Well, the agencies put their request into the governor, then she puts her, she compiles all that, then sends it to the legislature for them to debate the budget, to come up with the actual so budget. So Tim hasn't put in his application for 2.4 well, million? Well, no, what he I may have, He may have told her, this is, what, this is what you need to get, let's say, the cemeteries yeah. and the agency up well, to yeah, snuff. Well, it, yeah, it's, it's got all that in writing here, Office of Veterans Affairs. You're right, yeah. And stuff is responsible and all this stuff. But then the governor sits down with her, let's say, fiscal team, and she makes a decision as to what she, will, she wants from the legislature. And that does not mean the legislature will go along with this. Mm -hmm. They could decrease it, they could or they could increase it. it. Correct. But when you look at, when you look at the, from two, 2017 to 2022, mm -hmm. look at it. Look at the actual dollar figure. Mm -hmm. It's not that high. It's uh, none. It's, it's peanuts. It's peanuts. And John is right. It's peanuts. And with, with, you know, and um, and what did Tim tell us? He signified every dollar with an indicator saying that this is applied for this, this, and this, right. and this. Right, right. I mean, he he didn't give her a dream sheet. No, he gave but this this has been going. This is an ongoing issue. Different administrations, different legislators, and we seem to be coming up, generally speaking, in the same ballpark figure, the five hundred thousand dollar range. You know, yeah. roughly. Yeah, and I also want the the last six well, last year uh, we we had what seven hundred thousand right pandemic hit and we lost some of that money. It looks right. like it went down to five eighty one. Right. Yeah. All right. But the years before that, twenty twenty five hundred thirty eight thousand. Twenty nineteen four hundred fifty nine thousand. Twenty eighteen four hundred fifty eight thousand. Twenty seventeen five hundred eighty thousand. That barely covers payroll. Yes. All right. So, well, if you don't have money to operate, and that that office needs to have money for paper because mm -hmm. everybody has to sign a power of attorney, everybody has to sign their their forms for their claims, that takes money. Last time I went to the store to buy paper, it wasn't free. Oh no, didn't fall out of the sky either. Well, I think this when when the Veterans Commission members, you know, find out about you know the budget that was submitted, they're going to have to go to the legislature, all 15 senators, and advocate for their group. Yeah. That's what they're going to have to do. 
John went to the last commission meeting, and that's I what they said. Everyone. Yeah, that they said they were going to they were going to do that, but they also said at the commission meeting that they have to get an honest answer from the governor, straight up, no nonsense. Does she want to keep the Veterans Commission, mm -hmm. or does she want to, in her way, almost abolish the commission and have her own Veterans Advisors? Now, when she was elected, the first, you know, two years ago, she mentioned that in her election speech. State of the Island, yes. State of the Island speech, mm -hmm. that she wanted to have uh, her own advisors. Now, the one thing about the commission, I, I, I can disagree with a lot of things about a commission. The commission itself, all those veterans leaders that are in that room, they're not Republicans and Democrats when they're in that room. <laughs> they're veterans. They're veterans. They're nonpartisan. And they don't care if it's a Republican governor, a Democratic governor, or majority legislators, Republican, Democrat. Their issue is veterans. How do we take care of the veterans on Guam? And that's all they're concerned about. Right. And people have to realize that that's probably one of the few places where partisan politics, to a certain extent, is because some of the Republican, they don't even discuss that. That's, I've been going to these commission meetings for 15 years, and I've never heard where they said, uh, well, this person is this because it's a Republican or a Democrat. That's why they're saying this on the commission. I never heard that. You know, You've been to commission meetings. I have. And I don't think you have. All heard three of us have. Yes. And, you know, and a lot of people listening to us are, are going, well, no, you're either a Republican or a Democrat, and there's also independents. It's like, how do you turn that off? Well, you know, we were all in the military. Mm -hmm. And when you're, when you're in war, you're not a Democrat. You're not a Republican. You're a citizen. Mm -hmm. You're not out there fighting. I'm a Democrat. No, that, that that doesn't happen on the battlefield. No, he, that's when, how we turn that off. When John Atulai would get called medic up or coming up, yeah. right? Did he ask the guy, "You Republican or Democrat?" Nope. Did the guy ask him, Maybe "Hey, you Republican once. or Democrat? You going to give me a bandage?" Maybe once. You know. <laughs> yeah, but that's and yeah. enemy or foe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But that's, I don't understand people think that way, but they uh, have to understand that, the, and the veterans lead, the, the national veterans organizations frown on that. Mm -hmm. Well, you remember, gentlemen, when Tim first approached, and we called, and he even mentioned this at the last Veterans Commission meeting, that we need to restructure the Veterans Commission a department or whatever, we have to redevelop to re to redefine what the veterans are and what their this whole organization is about, and that was re, re uh, what do you call it? It was re it was brought to my attention when I spoke with John and Pinkle and Cindy Gogo that they brought it up that for the last ten years under different different directors and whatever at the commission, we've been working under the auspices where we, we're, we're distinguished. We know we're distinguished as vets, but the administration doesn't work in that direction. They want it uniformly in a, fan, in a manner where it's considered, a, what, what was that, Tom, a department? Right. Because when the, when, the, when the former director came aboard and he went and met with Cindy, she, she told him, she says, you're not a director. A director is a top administrator. You may, be, you may consider yourself a director, but you need to get to be an administrator. And that's the level of, that's the level at which the governor will speak to you at. 
to sit there and say you're a director of the administration of, of the Veterans Commission, that brings no clout. And it has no clout. All right. Uh, good place to take a break? You. I would say so, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's oh, go okay. ahead and uh, take a quick break. Uh, we'll, this is Vet Talk on News Talk K57. We'll be right back. See, this all correlates with the. Uh, oh, sorry. or Android device on your computer. And now with Alexa too. Alexa, play KGUM AM. Say it and she will play it. News Talk K57, your talk, your station is now on Alexa. Hi, I'm Wallace the World Roberto, also known as the Mass Man with Premier Properties Management. Are you in financial trouble? I buy, sell, on and off island houses, condos, or land. Call me at 649-5363. Call my friend, Trader Horn, Monday to Friday, 1 to 2 p.m. to buy, sell, or trade just about everything else. Trader Horn, brought to you by me, Wallace the World Roberto, only here on News Talk K57. Want to buy? Want to sell? Got to trade? Then get on the horn. Trader Horn is back. Weekdays at 1 p.m. right here on News Talk K57. Georgia voters have spoken. This is Dave Ross on the CBS News Radio Network, presented by Liberty Mutual Insurance. Members of Congress want to neuter Georgia's representative, Marjorie Taylor Greene, because she supports QAnon. So I consulted with author Mike Rothschild, who's written a book about QAnon followers. And the thing about somebody like Marjorie Taylor Greene is that there was no effort made to hide any of this. Heck, she ran on it. Here's one of her campaign ads. I'm Marjorie Greene, and I'm running for Congress in Georgia's 14th district. Here's another one where she drives a pickup truck into an open field, sets up a rifle with a scope, and talks about gun control. I'm running to stop gun control. And she pulverizes a paint can. Wow. Open borders. Another paint can. Bam. The Green New Deal. Paint can number three. And socialism. Big red sign. I'm Marjorie Greene, Republican for Congress. Save America, stop socialism. So clearly, she's not a pacifist, okay? And yet, Mike Rothschild says she caught the Republican Party by surprise. They just didn't vet her. They didn't do their homework on her. And by the time people were figuring it out, it was too late. But like Joe Biden, she too was legally elected. Yeah, she's scary, but she won. If the other members have a problem with that, there's an election in two years. Until then, I would suggest they not bring paint cans into the Capitol. Dave Ross on the CBS News Radio Network. Brought to you by Liberty Mutual Insurance. Remember, customize and save with Liberty Mutual Insurance Company. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com.
Good evening. Welcome back to Vet Talk on News Talk K57. My name is Sean Watson. Johnny at Tulane. at your service. Tom Devlin. And continue with the good music. Jonna. Good evening. Yeah. Look at that. I, uh, prior to the break, we were we were talking the proposed budget for the Guam Veterans Affairs Office. Uh, did we actually say what the total number was for that? I don't know why we read off the, the prior years. But the, in the governor's request to the legislature, she has put in $768,605. And as Tom eloquently put that, uh, the legislature can either decrease that or increase that. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to say this. Uh, we are in the middle of a pandemic. Uh, Guam is not bringing in the money. I, I, I think it's uh, a higher figure or lower figure that's actually being brought in. We're losing more money. That's a, the higher number is what I was thinking uh, than, what's, than what we're being told. They're you, saying it's about $30 million. We're about $30 million short of what we thought. You mentioned the budget on how much was requi required and requested for the government of Guam the last year, and that was about $398 million, uh, or 900 and something, yeah. And, and uh, the, because, excuse me when I'm thinking about this thing, and, and, the, and the schools are budgeted for how much? They're asking how much? Uh, they're asking for three hundred and forty million. I, I don't have the number in front of me. But, I looked at but, it earlier but today. But in ballpark fees, so forty percent of the. Budget. It's about forty percent of the budget. Yeah. Now, how can we figure that for the last year that it's been down and it's still down, and they're not requiring buses, bus drivers, maintenance, schools, power, fuel? Uh, I mean. And, and that's they're where they're saving money, then, aren't they? That, oh, there's yeah. I mean, I'm not a I'm not a wizard at budgets, but if you're saving that much money, and you're still paying the teachers as low as they are being paid, then what's going on with the rest of the money? Where's the Gitas? Because there's a lot of money that came to Guam for this, for all this pandemic stuff. Something to the total of somebody dropped an ear, a bird in my ear, and said. Uh, Three billion. Well, let me now, throw, let me throw this out there. Go ahead. How many agencies? I'm going to ask the two of you, and I'll give you my my answer. Would you abolish? What's the right? question? Abolish. Just shut them down. Period. <clears throat> to save whatever money you can save. Give me two that you would just shut down right now today, tonight. Huh. I. I, I, it's all they're all relative to to our existence and there's no reason for us to kill the chicken well I'll kill well, the chicken well, then you kill the chicken okay but, the Haganya redevelopment authority okay That's yeah the not the power company but the uh, the electric um, commission you know they, they solar panels and things like that efficient electric mm -hmm. do you need an agency to do that to be honest with you, I don't know how many agencies this government's got. Yeah, that's you know, why I was that's drawing. What I'm saying. You know? I went through the, I went down a list of agencies. You'd be surprised. Yeah. I mean, that those are just two right there. Now you could just, you could suspend those agencies, let's say for a year, and to see if you're getting back up on your feet. That's what I'm, that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. Maybe to distribute whatever money you save more equitably to those agencies that that need the money, like. <laughs> Hospital? No, I'm just I'm yeah. just throwing it yeah. out there, but you have to think like that. 
Because as Sean said, you have a deficit now. And it's probably going to get worse before it gets better. And they how, still, how they long, st- when do you think the economy is going to come back, John? Your own personal opinion. Not until not until the the, the tourism comes back to right. play. How long do you well, think that'll probably take? About? It's going to take a while. Yeah. It's looking at it world globally. Right. Nobody's yeah. moving around. Right. Right. Well, well right. you're exactly right. You're right. And there's there's a lot of companies out mm-hmm. there, and I'm not going to name any of them. Right. But they're telling their employees, hey, if you travel. And you have to go to quarantine anywhere? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's coming out of your vacation time. Mm-hmm. There's, also, there's also some companies out there that are telling their employees, you can't travel. So why is this government dragging its feet and trying, trying to uh, stall the recovery? They're stalling. Uh, that's well, all it is. See, the thing is, you say it's not gonna, the economy's not going to come back until we start getting tourism. Yeah, exactly. And that's- I, I'm going to have to disagree with you to a point. Oh, okay. To a point. Okay. okay? And the reason I'm going to disagree with you is because when tourism opens back up, it's not a magic switch. Oh, no, it's not. It's going to still take time. It took 30 years to build it to what it is today. Yeah. It was it's, last year. It, tourism, starts, once it starts, it's going to trickle in. Yeah. We're not going to open up floodgates and have 40 planes of people coming in here that are full. We have a phone call. I'll bet. <laughs> Hey, Hi. Hey, Dan. Uh, welcome to Bed Talk. How are you? Meeting the even. Uh, I got my shot, the first sh- uh, vaccination uh-huh. already, and I got it on the 14th of January. And when I was in there, they did explain and gave you a shot, what they call a shot cutter chart. Yes. Shot heart record. Mm-hmm. And on the back of it, they gave you the day that you, you should get the second shot. But the problem is they cannot tell you the time right. and the place. Yeah. Because they, they have not set up the time and the place at the time that I got this. Yeah. <clears throat> so to answer the question earlier, why couldn't they they actually tell you the date? They just can't tell you the time and uh, place. So okay, yeah. now that they open up the EOG, you know, from, I guess now from what, nine to seven now instead of I'm eight o'clock sure. or twelve to eight? Yeah, I, I don't so have that, that information. Helps. That's helping. And you gotta get the, my problem right now is I, I, I don't know if I can make a, go online and make a, a appointment because they haven't set up the uh, the date for the for me to get my second uh, yeah. vaccine. Right, I, I understand what you're saying. Uh, the. The, I think the point that I was really trying to make when I made that statement earlier was the, these vaccines, they're either uh, two or three weeks apart. If we can't plan three weeks ahead, how, how can we plan reopening the economy? How can we plan next year? And we were just talking about a budget for next year. If yeah. we can't plan two no, or three I, weeks, I what are we going to do? And when they told me that, too, I just was puzzled, you know what? But now that they're, like I said, now they're starting to set up more vaccine vaccination station, which is good. But in the beginning, they really did a bad job because they never expected the numbers to show up. And to me, they, and I agree with you as being military, poor planning, and they don't have a, a a B plan, they only have an A, and the A just fell apart on the first day, and they never 
learn from that. And I thought that they would have learned when they did 75 and above. <laughs> but they didn't. Yeah, right. Here, I, come, here comes 60 and above, and it's worse. I'm going to take a question was, out of Tom's mouth that he likes to normally ask. All right, since since you've gone through the vaccine process, you've gotten the first yeah. shot, and you just got it uh, a couple of weeks ago. You should have already gotten your second shot. Well, depending on which one you got. Okay. Uh, uh, what, got how the, would you? Uh, Moderna, and it's uh, 28 days. Right. The Pfizer was 21. Right. So it's three and four weeks. I said two and three. Uh, yeah. Thanks for the correction. I appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> let, let, me, let me ask you this question. Uh, since you've gone through the first half of that process, how would you gov? How would you grade the government on the vaccination processes? Right now, I grade them, you know, maybe eight out of ten. Like I said, they have improved. Okay. But when they first started, they don't even score a one. In my opinion. Okay. That's the uh, you know because uh, they just. They they weren't ready and and uh, you know I did retire from the ground but I'm still saying that they never planned this properly. Whoever was the head of planning it, what was his name? Should have thought about how many people they were talking about uh, per group. Damn. And they just again inundated. Now they dropped it down to 55 and above. Yes. They're gonna. But see, now they have the appointment that you can do and all those things, so it, it, it's improving. Okay. So hopefully it stays that way. Yeah. Uh, we're with you on that one. All right, Dan, I appreciate and, your phone call. The, the only other worry is that, like I was uh, hearing from John, I think, saying that, the, you know, they, they haven't, they, hopefully they have enough uh, vaccine on island to handle the, the rush again. Uh-huh. And they, you know, from what I read, what they're ordering, sending thousand uh dosage they, they just ordered another seventeen thousand. right right yeah so that, that's a good that's a good number and yeah. hopefully you know continues yeah. the way it is and my understanding is they're not, they're supposed to, they're trying to order seventeen thousand doses per month yeah and with the president the way the president is saying that you know he's pushing more for all yeah. the states and the territories to get more i'm actually not so going to see what happens all right all right, Dan. We appreciate your phone call. You're welcome. All right, you have a great night. Thank you, you Dan. Too. Okay, bye. All right. We had somebody else that was hanging on line. I don't know if they hung up or got dropped, but if you want to call back, uh, lines are open. You know, I go back to what Admiral Maloney said. He said, you know, this hit us unexpectedly, and we never had this kind of a profile as far as what to do, how to do it. No, we didn't have any books or regulations or rules or anything it was like playing a game without having the rules rules and regulations okay. or pads or shoes or whatever we need for this special game so i i can i can understand the confusement to a degree mm-hmm. but boy i tell you you know one thing in war you know if you go up against an, uh, an opponent in war and he's out to kill you eat you put you in a pot and serve you to the to the dogs you got to recuperate and be able to retaliate and think in a heartbeat. And it seems like they just keep sloughing off and using everything as an excuse. Excuses, you know? Tom? No, I, I understand where John's coming from. Um, it, it, to me, and I mentioned this before, it would be sad if individuals got the first shot, mm-hmm. for argument's sake, mm-hmm. 
And because of various reasons, uh, facilities weren't open that were open when they got the first shot, that they don't get the second shot. Mm-hmm. That would be a crime in itself. And if, I someone agree with who you. wants to get a second shot, they they mm-hmm. would, you know, they got the first shot. They were hesitant about even got, getting a shot, but they want the second shot and can't get it because there's no facility open for them, within reason for them to go to to get it. Okay. Uh, we have Tom on line one. Welcome to the show. Hi, half a day. Uh, this is Tom, and I'm representing the Boat Basin Bottom Scratchers. Changing the subject to John Atulai's birthday. <laughs> 76 years old and still handsome. That sounds gay to me. <laughs> that sounds gay. Yeah, but, you know, it's Wednesday. Is he a good fisherman? But, uh, actually, he's an excellent fisherman, but he'll tell you he's not, but he... Never mind. But no, hey, just wanted again, you guys are running a great show. But we wanted to make sure that uh, we let everybody know it is Johnny Tulai's birthday. And, you know, happy birthday, brother. You just better save some for me when I get off this show. I don't know whether he's crying or just wants to leave. (laughs) It's it's a tough room over here. It sounds like it. Yeah, I guess so. We're tomorrow's. Oh my God! Yeah. Anyway, yeah, uh, Johnny, we'll see you a little bit later. Um, yeah. Happy birthday! Yeah. Thanks. All right, Tom. Thanks for your phone call. Hey, Tom. Okay. What a crew! Yeah, and I think that's what the other phone call that was dropped earlier was about too. Yes. Yeah. Oh, did she? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Um, yeah. So we were talking about the vaccination in the process, right. uh, and Johnny brought up a good point. Mm-hmm. I mean. I, but I think I think they are getting to it. Yeah. I, uh, are we there? No. I don't think we're there yet. No. I I think it's gonna it's gonna take a little more fortitude on everybody's part. Mm-hmm. But the problem is you can't have people waiting in cars like in the states, waiting in lines in the hot sun. It's just not. You can't have somebody who goes there at seventy five years of age. Hey, Today, down, and, and they're going to get their first shot for whatever reason. They're going to get their first shot. And then they're told that to come back. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to have a system where people are not waiting in line. They're not walking and waiting in line and out in the hot sun. Well, you know, we're, a- we're led by leaders that predicted, our top leaders from the public health, that there would be 50,000 casualties dead, dying, rotting in the street. And and they led us to believe and put people in panic, and now and then that and what, what are we up? What are the final? Uh, what are the final uh, numbers? That's a good question. That's mm-hmm. a good question. Yeah. And I, I hate to circle around and beat a dead horse. Don't beat a dead horse. Don't beat. Hey, it's sometimes that horse. It's you just got to make sure it's dead. Yeah. All right. You're talking about standing in lines or sitting in cars in lines yeah. out in the hot right. sun. Right. Uh, What's happening at Rev and Tax right now? People are showing up at 5 o'clock in the right. morning. Right. It's unacceptable, period. Uh, Monday when I went there, I know. it was 7 o'clock. Oh, uh, there are no more appointments for today. Yeah, and you have police officers that have to I, babysit. And they're open from 8 till noon. So there is people there at 7 o'clock, at least by 7 o'clock. Some, t- some people, 4.30. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They get that, in line for that. That were there until... Noon. Yeah. You have to sit down, tax and revenue, who's ever in charge, I don't care who's in charge, and the governor, 
got to sit down in a room and figure this out mm. and saying enough of this nonsense. That's seven hours from. I know. You have to. Oh, like the fella called in. What did he say? 24-7. I'm not saying that's, that's going to. And where are you going to get the money to pay for that? Oh, I, I can hear the cries already. I, uh, I, I'm, I'm throwing it uh, out there ahead of time. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, we'll open 24-7. These people are going to be working overtime. We have to right. pay their overtime. You know what? I, I'm just going to leave that right there. I'm not even going to finish that statement. Well, this is what I'll finish. What is my vote worth? What is my what? My vote. How much is my vote worth to political leaders? Oh, vote. Oh. Vote. I, I still have well, uh, and we're, we're coming up to the top of the hour here. We've got about another eight minutes left. Uh, <coughs> you know, a lot of times uh, things happen during uh, an administration. Uh, I'm not pointing this one out. I, this is a general term. I am not pointing fingers at anybody. But things happen during the administration towards the beginning or towards the middle. And then it comes time for elections. It seems people don't remember it as well they don't want to remember it. or they don't remember you think that's going to happen with this pandemic again i'm not pointing any fingers to anybody not to the administration or anybody else but is this one of those big events that you just never forget about ain't nobody going to forget 2020 i'm trying <laughs> i tend to agree with john i still I want think, my fireworks i i think this will uh, the lines fire. The blockading of the roads, the road uh, roadblocks in the beginning, mm. the shutting down, shutting off, turning on, turning off, turning on, turning off. I think people will remember this, good or bad. I think they, I think they will remember. And this is something that uh, I never envisioned in my lifetime. If my mother and father were alive today, that this would happen in the richest country in the world. My father fought in two wars. Mm -hmm. He was born during uh, 1925, I believe. And he went through the Depression as a young man. Mm -hmm. And for this country to be where it is today, to me, is a disgrace. I don't think we funded public health in the states here. Mm -hmm. We don't fund daycare centers for children the way mm -hmm. we should fund. We've just, things were better, better than I can remember in the states, at least. In the 50s and 60s, it was more positive. Kids would go to school. When I was uh, in grammar school, for argument's sake, I got free dental care in yeah. school. Yeah. I got free dental care. Yeah. I didn't like to go, but I got free dental care. Where, where do you get that in the States now, free dental care? Where do you get that on Guam? Right. That's what I'm saying. Because government at that time knew that children had certain issues and they have to take care of it. And this was in New York City. And you know how New York City gets a bad rap on everything. We, mm -hmm. we understand that. But it was in New York City school system. And I think in the 50s and 60s, we were going in a certain path. I think in the 70s, it started to go down the opposite way. But that's just my opinion. I can't help but feel as, as, as militaristic as we are with in every family uh, influenced by a member, whether a daughter, a son, a nephew, an uncle, a father, a grandfather. It's, you know, this island's gonna, to me, I, I don't wanna see it happen, 
but I feel it's like it's going to be an explosion of some sort where something is going to change. A big change is going to come. And it's through the reality of what's actually happening that people are, all, every call, John, Ray, Stephen, Tim, Frank, Dan, Tom, all had an axe to grind. They all have an axe to grind, and it's, it's not being answered. It's not, you know, there's, there's no light at the end of the tunnel, as they say. Mm -hmm. It's getting dimmer and dimmer, and we're, 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 we're getting casualties. You know, what do they call them? They're not war casualties, they're casualties on the side. And, I, and it's coming to something like that, and I, I'm fearful of it. Collateral damage. Collateral damage. The haves and the have-nots. The have and the have-nots. The wannabes. The, one, the ones that just don't give a rat's, they don't care. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. That's, that's a, these are, these that's, are crazy times, but, you know, when I was growing up, everybody worried about the atomic bomb. Mm -hmm. Destroying, I mean, we, you know, kids on the desk. Mm -hmm. And we were all trained. John and I were trained, like, get under the desk. And then, you know, first, now a pandemic, a virus, whatever you want to call the virus. Invisible enemy. Invisible enemy. Yeah. You know, and now, <laughs> I, don't, I didn't want to bring this up. Thanks, Tom. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> and now they're they're saying that you know you, you have to wear a mask all the time, right? Yes. Well, now they're saying not one, you have to double mask. Oh yeah. The yeah. press sec, the new press secretary, she she came out to do one of her uh, press statements, and I, I didn't see it. This is what I heard. So this is I normally don't say secondhand information like this, but uh, they said that she took like two, three, maybe even four masks off. She was wearing three or four. It's like. And Why? a face shield, uh, <laughs> and a football helmet. <laughs> I mean, how how crazy is this going to get? Well, the thing is, how can you expect the average person to trust any government? It's, That's the problem. They don't trust government because they're getting different answers. One week it's this, the next mm -hmm, week it's that. Mm -hmm. Then they say this virus from South uh, Africa, you may need a booster. I mean, and though the maybe, oh, I mean, this one needs, uh, the Pfizer is good for 90%, the Medora is 86%, uh, the, the Johnson & Johnson is uh, 91%. I mean, after a while, people get so overloaded with this, they're tired of it now. Yes, yes. And some, and some people will just get turned off, say, I'm not taking anything. And they're still trying to make a living? Right. They're, try, right. they're trying to uh, grow, grow Whatever. crops and yeah. stuff and, and gardens. It, yeah, yeah, and I, it, we've all talked to people. And some that have gotten the first shot, they weren't overly enthused about getting the first vaccine. They were not overly enthused about this. You guys know me. I wasn't overly happy about this. I heard you cried. Yeah, I did. You know. Oh. Oh, what yeah. a mess. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I, I, guess, I guess we have hit the top of the hour Boy, very shortly. Fast. It yeah. went fast. I, I want to I thank all of our phone calls. Uh, we appreciate uh, hearing from you and listening to you. And hopefully, uh, hopefully things get better. For Johnny, Tom, Jana, my name is Sean Watson. We will be back next week. Have a good night. This is Fed Talk on News, Tape, News Talk K57. Good night. Good night. 570 AM KGUM Hagati Guam is News Talk K57.
Good evening. Welcome to Vet Talk on News Talk K57. My name is Sean Watson. I'm a member of the VFW. Johnny, a two-light titan at your service. Uh, military order, Purple Heart. Tom Devil, a member of the military, Purple Heart on Guam. And taking care of us in the booth, we have Jonna. Evening. All right, let's go ahead and start with some announcements. Uh, we have uh, the American Legion here on Guam is having their monthly meeting this Saturday. It is kind of an important meeting, well, as all meetings are, but this weekend they're going to be electing their officers for the next year. Uh, let's see what else we have coming up here. Uh, Monday, uh, VA Hawaii uh, Pacific Islands Council is going to be meeting. Uh, that's going to be at 8 o'clock. Uh, I will be calling into that. And one of the bigger announcements today, we have Johnny. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Normally I wouldn't do that, but it is today. Yeah, just to agitate him a little more, you know. Yeah, he, 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 if looks could kill, yeah, looks could dead. kill, you know, we'd be dead by now. I've been playing this game all day with my family, and I'll tell you what, it's, thank you for the, thank you for the wishes and everything, but, uh, it's uh, another day in paradise. That's mm -hmm. all I can say. Well, it was a good day. Yeah, it was, and in, in some sense. But uh, one thing I'd like to do is send out a condolences to Johnny Montanani, Staff Sergeant, U.S. Army, who passed away this afternoon, this morning, and condolences to his family, and may he rest in peace. Mm -hmm. My wife's first cousin, Johnny Montanani. Thoughts and prayers are with the family. Thank you very much. Right. You have any other announcements? Uh, Purple Heart, we will in March, the first week of March, upon further notification from the big commander, we'll be having our election for our officers. And uh, shout out to the boat base and bottom scratchers. Keep on scratching. Tom? <laughs> right. uh, at the end of the month, on the 26th, they'll have another Veterans Commission meeting. Right. Okay. So yeah, we'll update we'll them. Yeah, we'll say that a few week, times. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, okay. Uh, that, well, that takes care of announcements. Um, you know, I was actually listening to some of the shows earlier today, and it seems like some people still don't know when they can go to Revintax for driver's license, vehicle registration, and that type of stuff. Uh, I think uh, I'll just go ahead and put that information out again. You got it? Yeah, I got it. Uh, and actually, I'm going to add some information to that. Uh, okay. right, Walk-ins are available from 8 o'clock to noon <clears throat> for driver's license on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Okay. okay? Uh, and I'll get into my personal experience in a minute. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, for vehicle registration, that is 8 o'clock to noon, Thursdays and Fridays. Right? Okay. 8 o'clock to 9 is reserved for veterans, Manumco, and people with disabilities. At 67, do I qualify for Mount Cook? I don't know what, 67, right? 55. 55. 55, yeah, I'm 55. close to 55. Yeah. Okay. 55. Um, I, more importantly, I'm gonna go with driver's license here for a second, because I, I got the, I downloaded this from uh, Revin Tax's website, and I misread it. You what? I misread this when I first oh, read misread. it. Oh, misread. Yeah. Uh, all right. If your driver's license expired pretty much between September 1st, 2019 and through uh, December 
31st, your driver's license is extended through December 31st this year. Okay. Last week we said that it was going to be March 1. That is no longer the case. It is extended through the end of the year. Mm -hmm. Okay. Then I read down a little bit further and it goes, uh, and I skipped a couple keywords when I read sometimes, which is a bad habit. Uh, a written exam must be taken by law for any driver's license that are expired a Over year or more. more. Yeah. However, if you fall in those categories, that I, those dates I just said, March 1st, 2019, through December 31st, 20, uh, b -b yeah. this, this says December 31st, 2021, uh, that is waived. You do not have to take a written test. Okay. Uh, I read that knowing that we were coming on the air tonight, so I called one of the senator's offices and go, hey, we need to do something for this. I, I don't fall in this category yet because my, my driver's license just expired a few months ago. But I was looking out for everybody else. I go, hey, we need to waive this requirement for a driver's license over a year having to take a written test because mm -hmm. then that can open up all kinds of other problems. Now they have to schedule the appointment to get the test, go take the test. <coughs> now you're in a room with a bunch of people. Then as I reread this, and th that senator actually called me back and go, hey, you know, Revenue Tax can waive that by themselves. So they don't need to do any legislation for it. Mm -hmm. He goes, send me, send me what you saw. So I sent it to him. And then as I sent it to him, I reread it, and I went, ah, okay. If you fall in that category, it's already waived. Okay. It's already waived. So I want to I wanna thank the senator for taking my phone call. Uh, and working with me on that today. That was really, I, I just appreciate it. Um, okay, so I went to get my driver's license Monday. Got there a little bit after seven and they had no more appointments. So I did not get my driver's license screen. And the parking lot was full and the policemen were running around directing traffic. Actually, I, I, I didn't see many of the police force there on I, Monday. I saw about four cars. Yeah. I went there to get safety decal right across yeah. the street there. To, I, think, uh, I think there's more there now. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, because, I mean, the, the traffic there is just horrid. Yeah, uh, it is. But when I got there a little after 7... I, I think I was like the third car in line, so there wasn't a long line at seven o'clock. And this was Monday. I can't talk about yesterday or today. Mm -hmm. uh, then I started thinking about it. You know, uh, driver's license are extended through December thirty-first. Uh, I know the people that probably their driver's license expired way before mine. Uh, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna wait till see what happens. Uh, I'm not gonna wait that long. <laughs> Until the man hits you with a fine. <laughs> no, no. Uh, and um, uh, Sergeant uh, Paul Tapau, Yeah. He was on the show uh, this morning with Patty, I believe. No, with uh, uh, who does the, the ten to one show now? I just drew a huge blank. I apologize, Polly. Polly Suba. Suba. Yeah. Yeah. I apologize for that, for forgetting your name for a split second. Uh, and he asked him, uh, he asked Sergeant uh, Paul Tapao, uh, you know, 
what happens if you pull somebody over that has an ex, uh, expired driver's license or expired registration? Uh, and the answer was they're pretty much uh, taking into consideration the pandemic and everything. And it, as long as it happened during the pandemic or the timelines that I, I mentioned a while ago, uh, it's pretty much uh, it's a non-issue. Uh, he said that if you showed a, you have an appointment, that that's even better. But and speaking of appointments, at about two two thirty today, I logged into uh, Reverend Tax's website to see when the earliest appointment was. <laughs> the earliest appointment now, a week later, is now January nineteenth at noon. January nineteenth. Twenty twenty two. Twenty twenty two. Well, let me let me throw this out there. <laughs> All the information you gave. For driver's license, basically they're open Monday, Tuesday, Tuesday Wednesday. Wednesday. Yes. And registration's uh, Thursday and Friday. Okay. How long is it going to take them to catch up? And maybe it's time to think, this is just me throwing it out there. It's maybe time to think that they're going to have to have the staff coming in on Saturdays and Sundays. Maybe on a Saturday for driver's license and maybe a Sunday for registrations until they do eventually get caught up because what's going to happen is you're going to get this backlog and then everybody's going to be coming in constantly coming in at one time mm -hmm. and one time and you're going to get this circus and the idea it's not tax and revenue's fault it's not the people that work there's fault not the workers no not, not the, the workers yeah but it, uh, the governor and the, the person in charge of tax <laughs> and revenue has got to try to figure out a, a little bit of a different system to accommodate maybe more. Now, maybe they have problems with personnel. They don't have enough personnel to do this. Well, uh, what, about, what about the satellite stations that they had, like the one in Agania? They closed that one. Yeah. Well, why did they close it? I think uh, it was a rent thing. I think that was... Irregardless, find another place. Put up a pump tent and a desk and chairs and get some guys out there. Because 90%, I guarantee 90% of them are renewals. And what does it take to do a renewal? Just... Uh, I, uh, we're going to go to the phone lines. Okay. Welcome to Vet Talk. You're on the air. This damn thing choking me. Hi, Sean. It's me, Bobby Tyson. Hi, Bobby. How are you? We're in trouble. I'm fine, thank you. Listen, I, I, I know that he, I'm going to get in trouble, but I don't care. I just want to wish my husband, Johnny, and two like a very happy birthday. Oh, that's so sweet of you. That's very nice. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's peed now. I can look at his eyes. Uh, He's ticked. I can't breathe. <laughs> He's stabbing himself with a pen in his face, for God's sake. <laughs> Poor guy. Uh, I know. Thank I you. Know. Thank you, sweetheart. Thank you very much. You're welcome, honey. All right. No, well, hang on. have a great show. Okay, All right. Thanks, thank Bobby. We always oh, appreciate okay. you calling in. Bye-bye. All, right. All right. Stay safe. Bye. Yeah, I mean, um, John's got a, got a valid point. I mean, I brought up last week, years ago, not just now, but years ago, they should have had a, a saddle office in the north, in the central area, and down south. Mm -hmm. Why is this everything, you know, tax and revenue, tax, and everybody knows no matter where you go in the United States, automobile, registration, licenses, that's the place where people bitch about it all the time because, oh my you know, gosh. there are people just lined up and they... It's the ineptness and and the and 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 the inability for this government to think. They're thinking with something else beside the brain in their head. Uh, you know, 
I mean, three or four. They'll catch up. And they knew this was going to happen mm-hmm. yep. a year ago. Once they shut these places down, like tax and revenue. Oh, but if you owe taxes or you owe money to pay GRT, that window's open 24-7. And you can do it online. And you can do it online. Yeah. So where's you know I'm 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 the I'm the one here from the island that's been here for all his life just about, and it just just really tears up my congratulation about how this government thinks. They think like a bunch of guys sitting on a on a sofa waiting for a football game, with a bag of potato chips screaming at the wife for a Pepsi. You know, then they're not thinking comprehensively to me. Wait, we uh, got with, some more stuff. Yeah, with uh, with all that, <laughs> I, I'm gonna go back to what I was reading about the uh, licenses that are expired over a year. Right? Uh, I, I do want to give uh, Revintax uh, some kudos here. You okay, Tom? Yeah. I thought you just fell on the floor. No, I, I have my cane to prop me up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because that that was great foresight on their part. To, to waive that requirement of having to take their written test for a driver's license that are expired over a year. And I I know we, we criticize people quite a bit on this show, but I, I think kudos are, is due to them for, for having that insight to waive that requirement. Of course, we never want to blame the messengers. Right. It's the message that comes from the top that rolls down. You know, renewals are renewals. You don't have to drag your car in there or take the, go out for a stroll. You just renew it. This is my suggestion. I have a suggestion. Sure. That all automobile dealerships and uh, basically can do registrations. You can take your vehicle into the automobile dealership, and they'll do the online registrations. Mm -hmm. And also, all insurance companies that do business on Guam, insurance companies, brokers, they also should maintain where... They will help you get your vehicle registrations online. Mm-hmm. Driver's license are a little different because yeah. your body has to be there, and we understand exactly. that. You have to have yes. that picture taken. But this should have been done six months ago when they knew they were going to eventually open up. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's, I think that's what gets John so frustrated. Mm-hmm. These are intelligent people. These are smart people who have been working in government for a long time. And you don't shoot the messengers. No. It's the message from the top. So the right. director better pull her head. Anyway, anyway, before I say right. something. We have, we have a phone call. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, welcome to Vet Talk, Lisa. You're on the air. Hopefully, good evening. I have a question. Uh, hopefully, uh, you'll know the answer. In regards to revenue and tax, mm-hmm. to my understanding that on February 12th, that will be the first day where people are allowed to file their taxes. Are they going to allow uh, individuals to go ahead and go in, like for the individuals with disability and elderly to come in within the hours of 8 to 9 to file tax and then 9 to you know 12 and so on to the public? Are they going to allow us to go inside or is it just a drive-through? Um. I I do not know the answer. I, I don't think it's going to be February 12th. I think I, they, I heard it was tw- uh, the 15th. The 15th? Yeah. It's, okay, it, it's, then that's on a Monday, okay. Yeah, so. that's the next Monday. Yeah, the following Monday from the 12th. Okay, how about like to renew, renew trackers? 
is that on a Monday and Thursday Tuesday and Friday specifically or Thursdays and Fridays for you're talking about for your vehicle no to renew uh disable placards okay that is uh expired uh where is it it should be right here because I know for registration you know vehicle registration is Thursday and Friday and then what Tuesday and Wednesdays is for driver's license. Right, it, uh, uh, the handicapped uh, parking placards. Uh, let's see, all disabled placards that expired during the period of March sixteenth, twenty twenty, through December thirty first, twenty twenty one, are considered valid. And, okay. And late fees will be waived on the condition that renewal is done by December thirty first. Okay. All right, mail in service. Uh, for accessible parking placards, uh, MVD will mail placards for those applicants who submit their <coughs> application for their placards in a sealed envelope or mail drop box. Yeah. So if it expires uh, this year, it's automatically extended through December 31st. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, you're Appreciate welcome. Appreciate it. All right, Lisa. You have okay. a good night. Bye-bye. You too. You know what I would like to see, Sean? What would you like to see? I'd like to see that document that you have in your hands posted in newspapers. Yeah, that'd be... Uh, that'd be nice, right? Yeah. That's great information. Great this, information. It's right this, posted in the newspapers. It's 13 pages long. Right. 13 pages yeah, long. Yeah, 13 yeah. pages long, and this covers every office at Revintax. Right. Well, and actually, when we're done with this show, I'm going to leave this sitting right here on the table for the guys that on the doing the day shows tomorrow. Because I, I know... Um, Ron McMinch is covering uh, Tony, Tony Tony's uh, show right now, yeah, yeah. and he had a bunch of phone calls, so I, I let him know when he was leaving today. This information will be on this desk for you tomorrow. All right, we have another phone call. John, welcome to that talk. Yes, uh, uh, this is my first time on the show. Uh, oh, welcome. I'm a veteran. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I have a beef with Department of Revenue Tax. Uh, I turn in a business application and it's just taking forever to get it processed. And their customer service skills are not there. I sent emails and phone calls, never a return uh, answer. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I try to recommend, uh, you know, if they need help, they need to get some help. And like you say on the show, uh, they need to start coming in and start working. You know, they don't see uh, customers. They should be taking care of the workload, right? Yeah, I, we we agree with you, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, they, know, they're so, there to serve so, the public. You know, we, we pay the their salary and GRTs. You know, we pay their salaries. Why are they not moving? Well, maybe it's time that we, as much as people don't like to hear this. We detail some other people from some other Guam agencies to that agency, right. even on a temporary basis, mm -hmm. to fill certain certain gaps. That you know, you don't have to be trained in, in certain areas, you know, but just certain gaps. Maybe uh, you know, the crowd, things like that, to point people to in what direction to go. I think they have to think out of the box. This can't keep going the way it's going. If this yeah. is this is not good customer service, it's not good customer service from Adelope. That's the way I see it. Yeah, and uh, you know, just like your other uh, uh, 
person on the show there. Uh, you know, I have kudos. Uh, my driver's license, uh, you know, I did it online, went to the uh, auto shop, got my uh, inspection, and, you know, everything, the insurance, everything is ported up to a, a, a vehicle department. So why can't they do something like that for the other stuff? Yeah, I don't know. We, we, we agree with you 100%. Yeah. All right. John? Yeah. I'd like to share my experience. Uh, you know, I was in California uh, decades ago. Right, real getting quick. Getting my to college. And, uh, and this is for the other services. But, you know, I got her a new apartment. And uh, utilities, uh, I, I try to turn on the utilities. So check this out. In California, they're uh, DPW or, you know, water, power, and all that. Mm-hmm. It's twenty four seven, three sixty five. And okay. that's the point that Tom was just trying to make about what what we may need to do here to catch everybody up. And I'm on a yeah. yeah. And we have another phone okay. call, John. Oh, All right. okay. I, I wanted to share that, but okay. I, I appreciate your phone call. Bye. Ray, welcome to Vet Talk. How are you tonight? Hi, uh, I'm a veteran. Thank you for your service. Yes, thank you for your service. Um, I'm calling to join in the bandwagon about uh, complaints about revenue taxes, um, customer service, or lack thereof. Mm -hmm. um, a while back, I had a problem with um, renewing my uh, my vehicle registration, mm -hmm. and for the first time, I tried the um, the online um, system that they had, mm -hmm. and um, you know that was good. Right, uh, but you know, I ran into some problems, and it took like three weeks to resolve. And after calling um, several key people in government, still, I, I mean, wow, it, it took such a long time. And all a person had to do was talk to me and explain what I needed to do, what button I needed to push, so that my credit card payment would get through. Uh. And it was just so very simple, and it was a Something as simple as my phone number. It wasn't accepting my phone number. Wow. And, you know, I tried so many different ways, and I was so frustrated. And, and you know, um, the, it, it was all over Facebook where, where people were complaining about calling. And, 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 you know, they give you a phone number, but it just keeps ringing. And then, you know, we, uh, it, it's so full that they can't accept a, a message. You leave a message, and no one calls back. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I'm. It, it's at a point of other frustration, and and I'm I'm frustrated as um as a as part of the public who expects better service, and I I, I feel that three weeks of getting a response is just way too long. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, the pandemic can be used as a, as an excuse, but really, you know, leaving messages on a phone, you're not you're yeah. not. You know, face with anybody. You know what, you know, Ray? I mean, yeah. You, 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 you make a very, very, <laughs> very good point. Yep. All right. Is this just an excuse that they're using? Yep. It sounds like it to me, you know. And it's like, hey, so I called someone that I knew at Reverend Tax and say, hey, go to your, tell your buddy, I'm trying to call them. You know, call me. Yeah. I, I really need, you know. And and I was frustrated because my registration was expiring, and I didn't want to get stopped by GPD for having expired plates. Lo and behold, 
that uh, it was extended until February or something to that extent. It's now it's but now extended to December. The information, you know, they're, they're telling you call this number, go online, go online, call this number, and you do what they ask you to do, and and it doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. Yes, the right. pandemic is too much of an excuse, and it's too convenient. Yeah, all right, it's right. Really we... too convenient because it's like okay, they're working out of the house. Okay, return my call. Why yeah. not return my call <laughs> if you're working out of the house? It's that simple. I don't need to go there face to Although, you know, I was thinking, maybe it's better if I just go there face to face. Oh, lo and behold, they're closed. They're not open because of the pandemic. So it's like, darn if you do, darn if you don't. You know what I mean? We hear don't you. Don't use the pandemic as an excuse. It's just too, it's just, for me, it's just too, um, too easy, too convenient. All right, Ray. We appreciate your yeah. phone call. Hey, thank you for your service. Uh, thank you. Thank you. All right, bye. You know what I would suggest? Uh, what? I would suggest people should start courting their elected senators. All 15 of them. Start inundating their phones mm -hmm. and saying, I'm a constituent. Now I want your staff to call and do this. Well, you know, having living on so this they get an idea of what's going so on. Yeah. You've done this, you've done this, you've done this. It comes to the point where you, you're so frustrated. Yeah. You know, it just builds up frustration, hate, and discontent. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you know, and it's sad. And we, we have two minutes before we have to break for the CBS News. Uh, I want to I make this point, though. Because mm -hmm. before the pandemic, pandemic even hit us, right. we were having a problem at yes. Revan Tax. You go to get, renew your driver's license... Or, you know, you have a, a young kid that's finally able to get his permit or something. The line, you still stood in line for an hour, two hours. Look at that fiasco with the real ID. You remember that fiasco? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's the same thing with right. renewing You bring vehicles. all the paperwork. Are you, am I going to get it? Oh, you're going to get the real ID. To find out, you gave them the paperwork, they scanned it, but you didn't get a real ID. Right. And now who's, we're back to the real ID again. Yeah. yeah. Who's kidding who around yeah. here? Yeah. All right. Uh, well, that, that, that half hour went by really, really quick. Yeah, this is yeah. Vet Talk on News Talk K57. We'll be back right after the CBS News. All right.